Testing. 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 Did you miss us? You have to speak louder than that. Did you miss us? Or clearer. Um, we're back though. Mm. It's been I don't know two weeks, three, three weeks. Um, it's been three weeks, so we're back and ready to do <laughs> the next episode. <laughs> we're just practicing our enunciation skills here, which means that we have funny faces. Uh, By we, I mean Ariel. My face is just funny. <laughs> um, yes. So, woo, <laughs> <laughs> child. Okay. It's Anyways, good. it's been a hot minute. It's been two weeks since we, or three, uh, three weeks since our last upload. Um, but we're back. We are back, and we're starting a new a new series. Take it away, Jay. Explain it. Mm-hmm. Um. So. On our Instagram, which is at Blue Man Girl Podcast, we spoke about how we are doing a mini, little mini series starting right now, and we're doing four of them, and it's basically like the watering well, or we still haven't really fully decided on a name, but the essence of it is we wanted to talk about four areas that we think a lot of people who believe in gods or believers could actually do better in. We're starting off today with healing well. And uh, we're really looking forward to this because I think this is an area that applies to every single person. And the whole concept of this entire series is that there isn't really an end goal. Like you, there's always room for imp- improvement. Mm-hmm. I guess like the end goal is obviously when we are perfect and when God calls God us to, <laughs> yeah, to meet him. But like, Right for right now, as we're living humans, there's always room for growth and there's always room to improve and we should always be striving to live in healing, live in love, live in forgiveness, and live in rest. So take it away, Ari. Alrighty. So you can't talk about healing well, um, without first or without having any sort of conversation about the mind. Um, I think it's good to start there because you can't, I don't think you can have a conversation about healing and healing well anyways, without first talking about the mind or ever touching on the mind. Um, I was reading, uh, some verses earlier this week and I read again, Philippines 4 verse 8 to 9, we spoke about it several times in our podcasts. Um, that's the verse that says, uh, finally brought through whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable, um, whatever is just, whatever is pure, lovely and lovable, whatever is kind. If there's any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things, fix your mind on them. Perhaps those you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it and the God of peace will be with you. I kind of just rushed through it, but that was from the Amplified Classic Version. But this verse tells us that our thoughts shape our lives. If you look at the progression in the verse, it goes thoughts and then actions and then experience. Um, and I was kind of thinking about healing. 
Um, because I think in the past, like, few years anyways, on social media, mm-hmm. there's just been, like, more attention on healing and, like, healing crystals and just, like, the whole concept <laughs> of healing. Yeah. And, like, growing up churched, I literally never heard anyone talk about, like, use the word healing on, in the context. Self-healing. You know, it wasn't, unless it was in the context of church and, like, Jesus healing you. Your physical. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, physical body, first and foremost. And then, like, I remember... Like a couple years ago, I saw people calling themselves healers, and I was like, question mark. I literally oh, like only know Jesus <laughs> healer, but then I was like, oh, that's a thing. Like people, you know, healing has really taken off as a thing. Um, I guess with the whole rise of spirituality as well. Um, so I wanted to like attack this topic from different angles, Christian and then science. Um, and I was just looking at. I was thinking about therapy because a lot of people go to therapy and if you look at oh, why yeah. people go to therapy, they're like, oh, I'm going to therapy because I want to be, like, I want to receive, like, I want to be healed from my past. Like, that's mm-hmm. a, a huge mm-hmm. saying people are, like, healed from past trauma, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and, like, having gone to school recently and done different placements, I had a placement in mental health. Um, I was actually working with the older population, but I had an experience, or I had the opportunity to be uh, work with adolescents, um, Wait, no, work with adolescents on an adolescent psychiatry ward. Um, and in that population, a lot of them do CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and this is kind of like a gold standard treatment option used frequently in psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the foundation of this principle, uh, oh, sorry, the foundational principle of this therapy is this, that many of the issues we face, whether that be eating disorders, addictions, relational problems, etc., are rooted in faulty thinking and negative mindsets, mm-hmm. right? And if CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, is a gold standard um, <laughs> in the world, then it's like, maybe we should pause. Maybe there's some truth here. And then I was looking at it, and I think in this area anyways, science and the script and scripture are aligned. Uh, the thoughts we think shape our lives. We read Philippians 4 verse 8. It mm-hmm. told us that. And if CBT, the whole principle is that the thoughts we think shape our life. So maybe as Christians, we should really stop to think about our thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, um, I don't know what you guys, your experiences have been when with seeing healing or the conversations of healing, like on social media, or if you've spoken, if I've had conversations with people. Yeah, or in church. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like even in the high school, um, I remember I knew a few people who struggled with their mental health and they were talking about healing and the ways that they sought healing was through therapy. Um, and they said that just speaking their thoughts out was really integral in their healing process. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Like, it kind of just all points back to the fact that your mind is so powerful and the thoughts that you think really affect the person you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps... Uh, much of the healing we are desiring or longing after will only come once we take inventory of the thoughts and viewpoints and mindsets we've embraced and allow God to complete the work on our minds. So what are some like thoughts that not necessarily you struggled with, but you kind of feel like, or mindsets rather not thoughts, mindsets that you think are really perpetuate that are prevalent in our society and kind of like maybe are perpetuated because of social media that are wrong and could be part of why people need healing. Can you think of any? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yeah. I know, like, it's huge. You can, like, you can just give one example, I guess. Low, low self-worth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think... Um, what I'm seeing a lot of, I think, in more recent times is 
um, people are just so consumed with themselves. And it's mm-hmm. like this energy of, well, I guess it's cancel culture, really. Um, this They're quick to just like cut people off and kind of close the door on relationships or people. Uh, but claiming it, you know, that claiming that I guess like the other people Mm -hmm. were in the wrong, but the reality is many times it's, it takes two to tango. And Mm -hmm. I think they miss out on an opportunity for healing within themselves when they just like, Oh, like I'm always in the right. Or Mm -hmm. I, I was, that gets victim mentality. Victim mentality is what I've been seeing a lot of in recent times. And so there's that. I guess. Gabby's point about low self-worth and the self-esteem is huge because I feel like literally these past, maybe let's say just say five years, don't quote me on this, I didn't do a study, but I feel like the past five years have really caused or like glamorized um, self-depreciation. Like it's like funny and trendy and kind of cool to have self-depreciating thoughts and it's mm-hmm. and it's like laughable and we not necessarily applaud it but we're like oh ha 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 and like, even gets, in mental health it's like a yeah. normalization of really detrimental things like mm-hmm. detrimental mental health mm-hmm. practices mm-hmm. or de- mental health illnesses it's true has just been it's unfortunately normalized in, yeah. I, in what I would say is a negative way yeah our efforts to normalize mel- mental illness have kind of like like it started off good like obviously you want to normalize these things so people can recognize and get help get help and it's kind of to the point where i think it's like laughable and we just brush it off as a normal or it's almost like a crush like whatever like i you it's normalized to the point where people are not doing anything about yeah Mm -hmm. they're just kind of having it as like a crush yeah for their low Mm self-esteem or it's like yeah well whatever like i have I have ADHD or well, let me not use that. Like I have um, anxiety disorder. Yeah, or, or like, like I'm depressed. I, it's just like like an excuse, so you yeah. don't have to actually work on things. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because I can see how these things started because it's 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 known that humor is a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. which I don't think anything is wrong with that. To like to, at in and of itself, but when you just continue to find humor in the things that need healing in your life, to the point where you don't ever seek healing, uh, I think that's a problem. And I kind of feel like that's where a lot of people are today, mm-hmm. especially if you look at social media. Anyways, maybe it's different. Maybe these people are seeking help and they're trying to res- like get the healing they need, or they're on a healing journey. But when you go onto the pages or you just see things on social media, it just makes it seem like, okay, I'm depressed, hee hee ha ha. Or like, uh, here's how, and ev- here's evidence of how depressed I am. And then someone will respond, me too, ha ha. And it's like, but I feel like if in life you need to rant about your ups and your downs. So if you are laughing yeah. about your depression, also share when you make rant about laugh. your joy. You know, like mm-hmm. make share mm-hmm. when you make a success, like hit a milestone in your recovery or share when you, you know, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it can't be every day, like, oh, I'm depressed, ha, 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 I mm-hmm. couldn't get out of bed today, but you're never going to share the good days that you have. I think that's a problem. Yeah. I think that's caused us to forget that, like, we should all strive to receive, to be I think healed. it's also, there's just this dark side, and I can't really put it into words, but I feel it when I read some, sometimes when I read people's posts or, like, I watch what people see um, in the media, there's, like, this dark side to it's okay to not be okay. And again, it's like that came from such a good place. I think when that 
I don't know when that saying or whoever said it first or whatever, when that became mm-hmm. a thing, it was really just to remind people. Cause like, I think there was like in, years ago, there was just this, this facade that like everyone perfect. was perfect. Yeah, yeah. And to remind people like, no, like everyone has low times. Mm-hmm. Everyone has bad days, right. but somehow that's just become glorified. That's so funny. To, saying that. It's just, I don't even know how to do it. Like, I can't even give you a pinpoint of when I, but I can feel it when I read it or mm-hmm. if I see it. And it's like, yeah, like I know, like if you, I don't know, like if you said it's a different way, it'd have been fine. But mm-hmm. now it's like, you're just glorifying not being okay. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that's not so okay. <laughs> I don't that's know. so funny. I'm, well, I say that's so funny, Jay said it. Not because it's funny, but it's funny uh, because I literally just, before we did this podcast, I was on Instagram and I saw someone shared a photo um, from an account called We're Not Really Strangers, which is like a card game, conversational game. It's a really mm-hmm. cool game. But they post a lot of like word posts. And the post said... Um, slow healing is still worth celebrating or slow healing is still healing and i literally wrote this down like 30 minutes ago i said true but don't let this statement have you living in a place of torment longer than you need to Mm -hmm. which is what i think jay was saying and you can always tell when people are using the statement inappropriately like Mm -hmm. like i can't even think of an example but you can tell like if you look at people's posts and even you yourself if you're listening and you've used that statement you you know in your heart of hearts and you're you know yourself and you know when you're using this as a crutch I think instead of using it as a means to let up on doing the necessary work to see healing, uh, what it was intended to mean was uh, use it as a reminder to celebrate small victories and thank God that by his grace, you will see growth with each new day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I said, if and when you slip up, don't stay there. But remember that falling and getting back up is very much a part of the healing process. I forgot to mention that uh, that Instagram post I saw, the caption was like, sometimes healing feels like moving backwards and sometimes you move backwards and that's okay. You can stay there for a few days. And I was like, yeah. Like, I feel like maybe as a Christian, as as a non-believer, that could be your viewpoint, but I don't Mm. think that can be the viewpoint of a Christian that is striving to have God work on every area of their life. So, um, and like scripture, the cool thing about the word of God is that it's, it always, um, what's it? What always confirms it? Confirms it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so Philippians 4, verse 8 kind of spoke to the power of the thoughts um, shaping your life and your thoughts shape who you are. And then Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's literally no room for interpretation. It's very clear. As a man thinks in his heart, so right. is he. Yeah. Um, and if we want to be transformed by God, it must first start with our mind. That's what we said before. But another verse is Romans 12, verse 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God is waiting for you to give him access to your mind, your mm-hmm. thoughts, the very mindsets that make you who you are. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, as I do a lot, because I just think <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I was like, why is it sometimes easier to give God our heart but not our mind? And I was thinking mm-hmm. about songs like, Oh, oh, you can have my heart. There's no song you can have my you mind. God, I'm going to give you my mind. And I was literally yeah. looking for songs. I was like, hmm, maybe I just don't know them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's so many songs about giving our hearts to Jesus, surrendering mm-hmm. our hearts to Jesus. I was like, why is that the case? It can. It, I feel like especially in music, Christian music and just Christian culture, we made it seem easier to give our hearts to God than our minds. There's no talk about really giving your mind and That's surrendering true. your mind to God. Mm-hmm. Although the heart and the mind are seen as one in the Bible, um, that was the one I just read, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How like, Your heart doesn't think, your mm-hmm. mind thinks, right? So mm-hmm. it kind of is making, um, a pe- like, putting the heart and the mind on the same 
making the comparison that they're very similar or they're the same. Um, but I think today's Christians and just in Christian culture, we make a distinction between the two, the mind and the heart, because for some reason it's easier to let go of heart feelings, which are oftentimes fleeting, than to surrender mindsets, which yeah, honestly and honestly. thoughts that become the soundtrack of our lives, right? That's like so true. You, however long you're alive for and whatever age you are, I'm pretty sure most of the thoughts that you've had are mindsets, like mm-hmm. true mindsets have been with you your whole life. So it's harder for you to be like, God, you can have it's this mindset. Breaking and changing habits exactly. yeah, it's hard to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, God, you can have my heart. You can have this like pain that someone caused me, but wow, you want to take o- you want to take this thought process, mentality. this victim mentality that, that has followed me, me my whole life. That ca- Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Like Gabby has just said that, we say God can take the pain in my heart, but you never the victim mentality that has become such a part of my life as a, my whole mindset that caused the heart pain. It's never God take the victim mentality. It's just take the pain. Mm-hmm. And that's actually such a, like, I think Gabby's point really segues really well into what I wanted to talk about next, which is, I think, one of the biggest problems with trying to allow God to heal us and seek healing and even embarking on a healing journey mm-hmm. A huge problem is that we focus solely on behavior and not the thoughts that lead to said behavior, right? So we so often attack symptoms of a problem, or if you want to use an analogy in your visual person, just think about the tree. We often attack the branches of the tree, but we never get to the root of the tree or the root of the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. I don't know. There's like, can you think of any examples of that? Um, don't, can, just keep that thought. Okay. I just wanted to, uh, and when Ariel was saying, she mentioned the scripture about, uh, God renewing our minds. And I just wanted, it ties into what we said at the very beginning, but the whole concept of the word renewing itself is present participle. And that word mm-hmm. is an action that means it's, it's a continual action. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to lose sight of the actual word and the context that the word was used in because that in itself speaks to the the fact that we said all these things we have to do continually Mm -hmm. and that healing is a continual process and it's an intentional Mm -hmm. continual process like it's the bible didn't say like yeah and he'll renew your mind like just in that in that um verb just like present or past Mm -hmm. or just at one time it's Mm -hmm. present participle it's continuing it's a continual process Mm -hmm. and so oftentimes i think like we're focusing in this podcast on obviously more mental related healing and healing of thoughts and our mindsets and things and not so much on our physical being but i think like we can oftentimes forget that like i think in the church like you'd be like oh yeah god just healed me of let's use the physical one first like i got healed of um diabetes or something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like if that person doesn't change their lifestyle Mm -hmm. that problem will come back like god is merciful to heal us of something like in this case uh, diabetes is something that is yeah you could get it by genetics we can also get it just by the way that you live Mm -hmm. um and so like yes he could heal you of something but if you don't change or he say like he took away the addiction to like hard drugs. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to keep having the same friends or the same surround yourself with the same mm-hmm. people who were a huge temptation, mm-hmm. chances are you're going to fall back into addiction. Like, yet, So it's not just like a one-stop thing. Yeah. And I think oftentimes I've seen it too many times where people get like a deliverance one mm-hmm. time from one thing. They mm-hmm. get prayed through, quote unquote. 
and they are lifted and they feel better in that moment Mm -hmm. and in a week two weeks a couple months a year they're Mm -hmm. worse than they were before they're back to where they used to be and they never ever really end up living in the healing that god intended because Mm -hmm. i think we often forget that we have to continue we have to change our mindset Mm -hmm. we have to change our life God just gave us that like breakthrough. Mm-hmm. It literally was just a breakthrough mm-hmm. for you the to go through the door. <laughs> he wasn't dragging you there, no. like you know, dragging you through the whole, mm-hmm. like the he whole walk. We have free will, and we have to it's make like a decision. Like he gave you the sneakers that you should put on. Precisely, so go for a walk. precisely. Um, but Jay's point, I think, also, um, kind of like emphasize what I was saying about how we focus on behavior is not the problem, because I think a lot of times, like mm-hmm. the people who do receive their deliverance or their breakthrough god is merciful and gives you that moment of healing and like Mm -hmm. yeah he can lift the stronghold lift the darkness break the chains Mm -hmm. but you then have the responsibility to go and uproot some things right Mm -hmm. god i mean yes god is powerful but i think he's you're putting you're spending god too much from god you are human who's capable who has free will god will deliver you in the moment but you have to go back and uproot some things yeah Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think of examples of like when we focus on the behavior, not the and problem. not the root cause. Yeah, um, I guess like a lot. Okay, for, I can think of relationship wise. Mm, so, uh, going back to what I said, where a lot of times we, I think we're we might all be prone to this. Something can happen in a relationship. Say someone did something to you, mm-hmm. uh, negative, and your reaction could be to cut them off and be like they they were the person that did that mm-hmm. whatever you know mm-hmm. um and that was bad of them i'm canceling you we're over let's move on but that can happen a few more times with different people mm-hmm. and i heard this once before and i truly believe it with all my heart if the same thing or similar things keep happening to you and with different sets of people Chances are you're part of the problem and you're a big part of the problem right. and you need to look introspect right. and look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And so like it's the root thing, I mean or that not the root thing, the surface thing was like someone did something negative towards you. That's mm-hmm. how you perceived it. Yeah. And you just cut them off. And that was your way of like That was the branch. That yeah. was you just kinda like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but you didn't get healing. Mm-hmm. You just ended up like yeah, continuing a negative cycle. Yeah. When the real issue was maybe something in your past childhood that has actually caused you to seek relationships with people who mm-hmm. yeah. aren't like I guess like codependent relationships. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's that's a huge one. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> I'll, I, you'll get me all night talking. Oh lord. Can you give another example, Gabs? Um. I guess like uh, that's not really relate. This is just like a an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people that are wanting to change or not satisfied with their weight mm-hmm. and they just jump on fad diets, <laughs> yeah. but they have no interest in changing lifestyle factors or, like, mm-hmm. making permanent changes to their the way that they eat or incorporating exercise. Yeah, that's a good um, one. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I thought about people who, you know, maybe struggle with, like, addiction, like, big or small, like, oh, I can't stop 
wanting mm. to go out and drink or I can't stop wanting to smoke weed with my friends or I can't stop yeah. swearing like or I can't stop watching porn or anything like it's one thing for you to say okay um yeah okay I'll never watch porn again I'll never smoke again I'll never drink with my friends again and lots of times we foolishly say things like that uh, and then yeah. we try to do a full 180 mm. but you never address what caused you to start yeah, doing those right. things what caused you to want to to you know become so dependent on your friends and smoking weed with your friends what caused yeah. you to want to do this that and that and most times you look at it i've already said this before but like self-worth is huge most times it's like oh i don't think i'm worthy enough to be this person's friends unless i do these things or mm-hmm. i don't think anyone will mm-hmm. like me unless i do this mm-hmm. and that mindset follows you and will manifest itself in different ways yeah um that's so go, true. Yes. You think it's an addiction problem? Where, of course, that is yes. an issue, but if you didn't... Not fully, yeah. I mean, it doesn't apply to every situation, mm-hmm. but if you didn't have such poor self-esteem where you were depending on other people's approval mm-hmm. um, to feel good about yourself, maybe you wouldn't have made decisions that led you to become addicted. Mm-hmm. Become addicted. Not that and like, addiction yeah. is, many times is it's a, a coping mechanism mm-hmm. yeah. for something else. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think the whole idea of um, seeing things as roots versus branches and like being able to decipher when you need to cut off, cut up root something versus cut off a branch is mm-hmm. huge. And it also ties back to Janelle's point about it being a journey. And I think that whole thing, for that reason alone, healing requires effort. It takes a certain <laughs> willpower to be like, oh, I'm going to uproot this tree versus, oh, I'm going to cut this branch off, right? There is so way more effort needed to uproot the plant than is needed to cut off a branch. And honestly, truthfully, this willpower will only be found in Christ because it comes from him alone. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I think sometimes maybe as believers, we look at people and we're like, wow, they got free or they, you know, they've been healed, healed from this issue in their life. Oh, my goodness. They don't even believe in God. But truthfully, you only see what that person shows. And I stand by this word 100%. You can only find true healing in Christ, period. 100%. Like, we can debate this, and I don't think it's up for debate, but we can have a conversation. <laughs> and, it, like, you actually can never find like a com- Like, complete. complete. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're not saying you can't find any healing outside of Christ. Like, that just... That's like, obviously that's, that's dumb. Flaws. Like, we have sense. But to find complete healing... And to live in complete healing continually, mm-hmm. that's a God thing. That's a God thing. That's a God thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think, not I think, I know that before you can even receive healing, you must pray and ask God to open your eyes and allow you to come to your senses and recognize the areas in your life that need healing. And honestly, most times I find that those that need healing are often to some degree aware of the fact or the 100%. need for healing. <laughs> Like, 100%. 100%. I forget what Jay was saying earlier, but, like, she was saying something about people being... What were you saying? I don't know. I wish I had stopped you to say this point. Uh-huh. But she, in something that she shared, she basically was alluding to the fact that people who... Oh, when you have issues with relationships and, like, you deep down know it's you, but mm-hmm. you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many times. If you're honestly truly struggling with something, especially if it's something that continues to happen in your life and, like, in every phase of your life and every season change, you're still struggling with something, you know that's an area for healing, mm-hmm. but you have just not received the willpower enough to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And I just think, like, that this is a good place to pause maybe and be like okay god i low-key know this is something that needs healing i need you to give me the willpower because we're human right no one is expecting you to wake up and be like mm-hmm, gonna uproot some things today like this everyday thing yeah, that you do no. like you know nothing major it requires 
the help of the Holy Ghost and a, sh- mm-hmm. a nudge from God. Mm-hmm. And I think also another thing is too many of us are waiting for like a ooh night and day moment. One hundred percent. Wake up, yeah, thousand um, percent. Like I can testify mm-hmm. to that because I've heard so many people give testimonies mm-hmm. in the church of like how God has healed them of certain things, and it's been like a a night and day thing. Like mm-hmm. for instance, I know this one person who said like they were they were like pretty much like a drug addict mm-hmm. and after an encounter with god ended up walking away with like god had taken away the desire mm-hmm. for um drugs and they never touched it again you know that's pretty mm-hmm. huge that's like, huge yeah that's huge but i never really heard many people talk about a healing healing moments in their life that weren't so drastic yeah so dramatic Mm -hmm. but like honestly i can say that i think i've lived that experience for myself and like god god has like allowed me to Mm -hmm. experience that for myself so i know for a fact Mm -hmm. it's not always black and white it's not always like a super Mm -hmm. dramatic thing but when i look back at everything that's happened in my life i can see how god placed me in certain places at certain times mm-hmm. and made me go through certain things so that i could end up healed from different things yeah, yeah. but it was gradual and in the moments i probably had no idea definitely <laughs> didn't have any idea mm-hmm. what god was trying to do but at the end of it i can say whoa like god did that to reveal this weakness oh in my me. gosh 100%. this in me yes. he did this so that i could be stronger in this mm-hmm. area and so, like, I think we should not – I think may- maybe there are people who are listening who have been praying for God to actually deliver them and heal them of certain things in their life. Mm-hmm. And they haven't se- – like, you can have yeah. an idea of how you think God should <laughs> answer your prayer and how yeah. he should answer your request for deliverance and healing. But do not – I would just encourage you that God is still on the move, even if it's not yeah. what you expect or think. Yeah, and so do true. not neglect – Maybe he's putting you through a tough time right now or a rough experience, but at the end of it, it is actually going to be the answer to your prayer for deliverance. Like, I just want to encourage you that it might not, your, don't compare your healing yeah, journey I was about to, say, no. to other people. And no don't, and don't limit God's ability to do a healing work in your life mm-hmm. by your limited mindset and how he can. Yeah. Mm-hmm grant you healing and that's so true what Jay was saying uh, just to add on to that you can even start to pray God open my eyes to the times you were delivering me you were mm-hmm. healing me I didn't mm-hmm. see it and how you are currently healing me it's true. now mm-hmm. and like honestly comparison is a huge 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 tool the enemy will use in so many different ways yeah. but in this area of healing it's huge like you're right so many people be like but God did this for them <laughs> so I'm not going to change my position or change my circumstances or do the uprooting work until I see God move the same way for me <laughs> And that's yeah. something you will have to be accountable to God yeah. for. And you not even accountability, because you know, that's a that can be like some a guilt, shame thing, whatever. But just think about the other side. You're missing out on living a life of freedom because you're standing in your position stubbornly when God is like, bro, on the other side of what you're going through, on the other side mm-hmm. of this torment, on the other side of this struggle, is so much freedom and peace, but you are standing in your own way. Mm-hmm. And like you you can live your whole life missing out on a life of freedom because you were like, nope. God needs to do it this way for you. <laughs> Why is it Like, who are you? You're actually yeah. nothing. And the also, sovereignty and yeah. of God. just a reminder also, like, drawing closer to God is honestly 
your ultimate ticket to healing. The mm-hmm. more that there's no way you can draw close to God and have, not have Him <laughs> actually heal yes. you. I'll give. So I gave it. I mentioned just now about an example of like a drastic versus not so drastic. But to personalize it, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I was bulimic, like mm-hmm. for most of my high school. And I remember that was the only that's the only experience I have of when it was more of like a drastic thing mm-hmm. after praying about I don't even remember exactly what happened, but I remember instantly I had I could never from that moment vomit my like <clears throat> induce myself to vomit. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing. But again, the root problem was low self-esteem because mm-hmm. I was anorexic and bulimic. But that was because I went I was surrounded by a, a bunch of people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. were dictating to me what beauty looked like and I'd never fit that standard but the only thing I could change the only thing I had control of Mm -hmm. and especially in the context of like everything else in my life was out of control Mm -hmm. the only thing I had control of was my weight Mm -hmm. so I used that as a crutch but I never got instantaneous healing of like low self-esteem as it regarded my like my physical appearance and weight no that was like a over years thing Mm -hmm. and what I, I remember realizing probably years into university that God had healed me when I realized like I just didn't care anymore so much about what other people thought of my appearance. Mm-hmm. But that came because I had in my university time, I had drawn closer to God and I had spent so much time. Uh, dedicated, yeah, like I, I don't know, like once you draw closer to God, he will change your mind. Mm-hmm. That's what we spoke about earlier he changes your mind he changes your perspective Mm -hmm. and it just suddenly the low self-esteem just faded away but i didn't realize Mm -hmm. that in the moment i realized it after years and i was like whoa like i actually no longer struggle with this Mm -hmm. but that that took years that that wasn't like a a instantaneous thing Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm I'm comparing them to to i guess encourage you that not everything both instances both instances god healed me but don't compare and don't get discouraged if things don't happen in your timing. God knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And sure. sometimes the longer healings are the most lasting. Of and course, yeah. I mean, generally speaking. <laughs> so Well, yes, uh, there's facts. There's, if you are causing it to drag out, then yeah. yeah. But it's, it's true. Like, <laughs> generally it's a general, speaking. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you look at like physically anyways, it's your body, the longer the healing process the more sustained is going to be. Wound mm-hmm. healing doesn't happen overnight, right? It's true. Yeah. Um, oh, you were, I was going to say something when you were talking. I don't remember now. But, okay. Um, Lord, give it back to her. Send it. <laughs> Send it back. I don't remember. <laughs> um, anyways, I guess I'll ask you. When I say, do you see any similarities between these two words, healing and physics? <laughs> No, we're just like, oh, healing and physics. off the bat? No. No, it's <laughs> going to be a no for me. <laughs> I know what I was going to say. Sorry, Thank Janelle you, was Lord. saying, like, healing comes, <laughs> healing comes, the, when you draw close to God is mm-hmm. when that healing comes. Um, that's 100% true. I just remember the verse, draw nigh to God, so draw mm-hmm. close to God and he will draw nigh to you. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, for the things that we need healing from, they're 
all not of God, right? Yeah. So you could, in some way, That's you have to have drifted away from what you should have, how close you should have been to God for mm-hmm. that to have even become an area where you need healing mm-hmm. in. Low yeah. self-esteem, you were not drawing close to God enough to hear yeah. and believe his words spoken over you. Yeah. You know, any sort of thing sure. like that, right? So mm-hmm. it's so true. Like, you can't be like, oh my God, God's not healing me or, you know, start to be angry when <laughs> you literally have mm-hmm. been distant from God. You just make the steps to come back to him and like Jay said, he will draw nights or like the bible says actually he will Mm -hmm. come close to you once he's close to you everything about him yes he's as close as a mention of his name that's a huge one too yeah Mm -hmm. like literally if you feel far from god and honestly not to make small of the issues people struggle with and the issues people need healing from because i understand like i've been there too like when you are struggling with things it feels so dark so So it's not sometimes it's not easy to be like okay just come to god and to pray but literally just saying jesus i need you like those are three words and if you say it with your heart God will come into your situation and he will move, but you need to allow him to move, right? You have to tear down any sorts of walls that you built up, any sorts of comparisons that you've made between your life and the healing in other people's lives and allow mm-hmm. God to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I was saying, though, healing and physics. Um, I was, what was I doing? I don't know. I was cleaning the bathroom or something, and I was like, oh, my gosh, healing and physics. There's such a parallel here. Um, there is. So, you <laughs> If you think about physics, you're taking physics, uh, or if you haven't, mm-hmm. Newton, who's a very popular physicist, he's why we have formulas for like gravity and things like that. Um, he his third law of physics says for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's mm-hmm. talking about motion, right? But I also see healing as motion. He like mm-hmm. y- you can't be healed or be trying to be healed or on a process of healing and be still. For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. Healing is motion. That's what right, I think. Right, so yeah. for every wrong thought, for every um, um, everything that you're struggling with, you need to replace it. And this it's whole fine. principle, yeah. this whole law that Newton has um, gives us this concept of replacement. For every faulty and sick way of thinking or way of being, there's a biblical truth that can and should be applied. You have to take every mm-hmm. lie or tainted thought you have you have to uproot it and replace it with godly truth. Mm-hmm. Jason does this thing earlier this week that Chandler Moore, a musician, Christian musician, posted in his story about entertaining thoughts or whatever. Um, and he mentioned this verse um, in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Anointed One. So I meant to say that verse 5 is a continuation of earlier parts in the chapter, but this verse is talking about thoughts. And the last part is really what I want to focus on. We lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, this verse tells us as believers that we have the right to speak to our thoughts and tell them to fall in line and bow in obedience to Christ yes. and the truth of his word. Mm-hmm. We can command every wrong thought to be replaced and bow to the truth of God. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's just use an example. Like if your thoughts are messing with you and saying, I'm, something's wrong, I'm not loved. Mm-hmm. You can say that thought, 
No, I command, like, I command this thought, this wrong way of thinking mm-hmm. to bow in obedience to Christ's truth, which says, I am loved. Yeah. And I replace, For God so yeah, loved exactly. And you say, for God so loved me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why, again, Personalized I go back scripture. to saying you need to you know, know the, the word, yeah. because if you don't, then yeah. you're solved, yeah. as Jamaicans would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, you have to take every thing and replace it with God's truth. And even moving beyond thoughts, like, if someone is struggling um with struggling in their life because of the friends they've had or the influences they've had you can't be like okay you know i'm just gonna cut you off willy-nilly all my horrible influences and be an island that's dumb the devil's gonna be like literally next week you're gonna struggle again and god the devil's gonna send worse friends you need to take those false horrible relationships and now seek godly relationships mm-hmm. or if you're struggling with listening to unclean music you can't just be like okay i'm never listening to music again that's dumb also you need to replace <laughs> yeah. unclean music with yeah you have music. to fill it replace yeah. yeah you have to replace so, it you can't just mm-hmm. take away something completely and if you leave it empty that like, you know the bible speaks about strongholds this mm-hmm. way and it's like if you went and like say god healed you he removed all of the strongholds cleaned up your heart and mind real nice mm-hmm. and then you never ever kind of refilled it back with mm-hmm. things of God and changed your life well the Bible says then the same strongholds those same yeah. demons and things that were tormenting mm-hmm. you before they're going to come back back and set up shop and be like oh yeah, well we're this is seven times this worse. is so clean and nice yeah. 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 Now we're, now now we, yeah now yeah. we have space for even more trouble mm-hmm. and so yeah that principle of replacing things that are negative in your life with things that are now aligned with God is key. key and key, key. it's in the word. Like you can't just leave a void. It's, mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up for trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also just a plug for those who may be listening and you just, you know, feel a void and emptiness in your life. Um, that void can only be filled with Jesus. It's like literally taking a hole and trying to put a square peg in a hole. When you try to take alcohol yeah. to fill the void you feel, when you it's try true. to take love and relationships, yeah. situationships to fill the, that hole, when you mm-hmm. try to use like pornography to fill that hole, yeah. mm-hmm. alcohol, I used to alcohol, weed, any drugs. Molly, heroin, like you know, thing. it's like, literally it's any Jesus. anything can be an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard it said being said many food. times and it's true. Anything. Like literally. you can have food can be a crutch, people can people. be a crutch, <clears throat> drugs, whether they're food. illicit or not. Time, like literally, yeah, literally anything food. can be Even a crutch good. and then an, quote unquote good things, good. addictions mm-hmm. can addictions it's literally you just didn't know how to cope with something. Yeah, you are prone to using other things to just not deal with your mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's not just like quote unquote negative things. I just want to point that out. Yeah, like, honestly, good people can be a crutch. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Like if you're if they take the p- place of God in your life, you then need to that's be healed an from idol, that. Yeah. and you need healing mm-hmm. from that. And yeah. That Gabby said that's an idol, and if you think about it, in the Bible, idols were built from create things God created. Idols were built from wood. Yeah, wood that's is not good. God. Idols can be that good things on their own, but it becomes an idol when it replaces God. 100%. Wood of, of itself wasn't a bad thing in the Bible. Right. You know, so worshiping true. water, water is something God created, but when it, you know, when it takes the it's place twisted, of God, yeah. yeah, that is huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge. Um. Jay was saying that healing is a journey. Uh, and Or when she abused the verse in Romans where he said, 
Be renewing. transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. Renewing is a present participle, so it's continual. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of ties into this point here that I have um, about faith. And it's like, I I often ask myself questions. <laughs> and so I asked, what does healing have to do with faith? Um, and I feel like the relationship between these two concepts is more multi-layered than we may have first imagined. Because obviously, to be healed, you need to have faith in Jesus to believe mm-hmm. that once you've identified areas for healing, he can heal you. Mm-hmm. But I think what we sometimes don't understand is that healing is both a journey and a destination, right? So yeah. if you're supposed to remain in a place of healing and that destination, you once you've arrived there after a long and intentional journey requires faith, right? It's going to require faith for you to stay healed. Ah, so 100%. true. That's true. So even after you've gone on that journey, and often that journey is a faith journey to get to healing, mm-hmm. to stay in that place of healing will still require faith, yeah, and often much so more faith than it required for you to get healed. And that's what that's kind of ties into what we're saying. Where I don't be discouraged because mm-hmm. especially if you're going through a a period like a a healing don't journey. Be <laughs> don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. <laughs> Don't or resident TikTok <laughs> um, yeah, but if especially if you're going through more of like a gradual healing process, it Love. takes faith to believe that even if you can't see what God is doing, mm-hmm. you're trusting that He is working it out in your favor. That like I'm mm-hmm. confident that you I will complete. see the goodness of Amen. the Lord. Okay. Your favorite scripture. Yeah, my favorite scripture. Yeah. <laughs> oh my the goodness God. of the Lord, I sorry. Feel the spirit in the, the land spirit. of the living. Amen. So it's it takes continual faith because not all the time and the the reality is we forget mm-hmm. sometimes that we have an enemy. And here's the thing. <laughs> we forget. <laughs> we do. I think we often we, we often really do. do. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> so the enemy is really out to get us, yeah. and he hates us, and he would like to see us fall. Mm-hmm. Period. So, which and he's a, he's a, he's smart. He's a strategist. Mm-hmm. If he has hit you with something before, and he knows it's your yep. weakness, mm-hmm. yep. he yep. knows yep. that you are debilitated by this. He knows that this is yep. an issue for you. He's going to keep coming back mm-hmm. in different ways with the same thing. Uh-huh, honey. He doesn't care if you got your healing once, twice, three times, ten mm-hmm. times, fifty times. He <laughs> is coming back. Okay? He's coming back time and time again to try and trap you. Yeah. So that's why, again, you need to be having faith because you're always going to be tested. Yeah, For as long so as true. you live, you're going to be tested. It's if you struggled with, with drugs, if you struggled with um, like sex, if you str- whatever you struggled with, He's going to keep coming back mm-hmm. with a, just a variation of the same issue. Yeah. And so you are going to have those moments in your life where you have to rely on God. You have to believe that God will see you through. You have to believe that you're, you, you're walking in continual healing. You have to believe that you're different than you were before. Amen. Like, you have to. Otherwise, you, you are prone to, to fall. Yeah, you're prone <laughs> to fall. <laughs> it's just, that's kind of like, I guess, the major key with the faith thing is like, and the continual healing that we the major thing with continual healing is that the devil is also going to continually try. Yeah. He's to, relentless. Yeah, he's relentless, and so should we. We should also be relentless in pursuing Christ and pursuing healing. Mm-hmm. Preach. So what does staying in a position of faith look like? Um, I think it looks like continuing to declare healing, behaving as someone who is healed, Choosing not to entertain old blanks, mm-hmm. old thoughts, old conversations, yeah. old relationships, mm-hmm. old friends. Yeah. And then also, 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 
which is where I feel like a lot of, especially in like church, when pe- people are preaching about deliverance, like you're healed, but they never ever talk like life is real and you're gonna fall. It's just yeah. like you're healed. So I think the big I one that, that we forget so such a misconception. What we forget, a huge one, is that faith, staying in a position of faith also looks like believing that falling or slipping up does not rob us of the healing that Worth we have that. already yeah. received from God. Right. And I think that is where why mm. a lot of people are struggling. It's so mm-hmm. true. It's they so were true. healed, you know, and they are healed, it's but so they don't. Go, they yeah. lost. The they made they one slip up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made that's one slip so up. Dictate. True. Yeah, that wow. is so But you true. know what I just thought when you said that, Ari? Mm-hmm. That's such a misconception from the enemy because even the Bible. I don't know what the reference is, mm-hmm. but the Bible says you were healed. Yeah. Like on Calvary, yeah. like two thousand years yeah. ago, God already did yeah, the healing honestly, work. Even honestly, before you prayed for deliverance yeah. in whatever area you're, you're struggling so in, you were healed. Yeah. You've been healed by like, his stripes. By his yeah. stripes. Like mm-hmm. it's already been done. But mm-hmm. we're fooling ourselves, listening to the enemy, thinking like, "Nah, nah, nah. You, you messed up. Like you undid all the work the Lord did." No, <laughs> like that's actually putting yourself in very human beings. You have the power to rob God of the very nature of who He is. I'm my mistakes, my lowly self, me. How am I just but also taking God's healing power from it? Makes no sense. Like come make correct. It make it make sense. You need to come correct because. It's the same, these same people are like, oh, I'm nothing. Oh my god! But then it's like, I'm something so powerful. I can rob God of the very. And you know what voice. though? Like, yeah. let's. This just also reminds me of Judas. First, this is Judas and versus Peter. Like, Judas allowed his one mess up to mm-hmm. dictate to basically end up being his end all be all and destroy his life. Mm-hmm. Whereas Peter, he oh, took his mess yeah. up and he actually ended up becoming the rock of the church. That's true. Wow. So it's okay, just, James, it's really do? all about how you move on after the slip up. Slip ups mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. Peter and Judas slipped up. Okay. Peter, he betrayed God a different way. Judas betrayed God too. Mm-hmm. But Judas, he allowed his slip up to basically... Yeah, he ate at him. The shame, the guilt. Mm-hmm. He just made that eat at him and he killed himself. Right. And Peter, yes, I'm sure he felt bad. I'm sure he felt shame. Definitely, yeah. However, he moved beyond that. He embraced God's forgiveness mm-hmm. and he walked in that forgiveness and he walked by faith believing that even though I just did this, mm-hmm. I'm now going to be a beacon for Christ. I'm yeah. going to now be a rock for his church. Yeah. You know, it's just like a different, mm-hmm. again, what I said, different mindsets. Mm-hmm. It's all about the mindset. It's so true. You're going to slip up. You're going to fall. We're human beings. But don't let that slip up dictate you, the rest of your life. Like, as I say this all the time, every single day that you live on this earth is a new opportunity. It's a new opportunity for yeah. change, for for better like every single day that you wake up if you are alive god gave you that Mm -hmm. chance say this can be Mm -hmm. a better day than yesterday this can be another opportunity for me to get my life together another opportunity for me to do better in this area don't forsake that like don't and take it one day at a time no one's saying that you need to have it all figured out (laughs) like figure out the rest of your life today no the bible says don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will work for itself. Like yeah. it'll be worried for itself. Mm-hmm. You just need to focus on today and cast your cares on God, and He Amen. will sort out the rest. Yes, very very good point. You ready now? Sorry, I was looking for something because <laughs> Jay Jay said something. Uh, sorry, not Jay. I think whatever we were talking about how 
the devil's a strategist. So if he sees you falling in one area, there will be times where, you know, it's like, hey, let's see. Let's test how mm-hmm. how well did you learn your lesson the first time? That's Are true. you going to fall mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but then I was remembering I had made a note in, like, 2019 about the children of Egypt. And because I was, I've always been torn between uh, people saying, like, oh, my goodness, you know, this is going to be a perpetual cycle that I live in. Because, mm-hmm. like... An area that you struggle Yeah. In. I think, honestly, it's a half-truth. It's true 100%. that we're going to fall. Yeah. We're humans. We make mistakes. But I think that has, like, caused people to be liberated in their confusion. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, it's a part of life. Like, you know, cycles oh, are forever. You right. know? And I was, I've always struggled with that. And I think I wrote this note after talking to, like, several people who were like, you know, this is just life. This is just a cycle I live in. And then it was around the time when the song in my Cycles flesh. came out. <laughs> I'm not going in cycles. It's by Jonathan McRandall. Basically, I'll just, if you don't know the song, I'm going to just say the words the first verse. It's like, didn't I conquer this last year? Mm-hmm. Tell me what I miss because I fear it's coming back up again. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then the second or the second verse says, the devil, he learns from your mistakes even if you don't. And that's why I'm not mm-hmm. going in cycles. So mm-hmm. I think both both um angles are right. It's like, yes, the devil learns from your mistakes, but then if you're also learning from your mistakes, you won't but, fall yeah, any, you know? Exactly. That's what I'm going to say. Like, yeah. So the whole point of that song was like, the devil will learn from your mistakes even if you don't. So that's why I'm not going back in cycles because mm-hmm. I know the lesson I needed to learn from this. Anyways, so I was remembering I made this note. I'm trying to find it to read it. Um, I have not read this since January 10th, 2019, so we'll just see what it says. But it's basically <laughs> about Exodus... <laughs> Um, it's based off of Exodus 14, where um, the Egyptians were living in under bondage to Egypt, and Moses is their leader, and he parted the Red Sea, blah, blah, blah. And the Israelites. Like, sorry. I think it's the Egyptians. Oh, sorry. The Israelites mm-hmm. were living in, in Egypt as slaves, so bondage to Pharaoh mm-hmm. for years. Um, and chapter 14 is the whole parting of the Red Sea verse. Um, so verse 13 says, Moses told the people, fear not, stand still, firm, confident, undismayed, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians you've seen today, you shall never see again. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so I read that verse and I was like, hmm, the Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. That verse mm-hmm. is like so final. Like, you, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like the Egyptians you see today, you might see next year or five mm-hmm. years from now. It's like, you'll never see again. So I was like, I don't know. I feel like that verse doesn't support the claim that he, as Christians, will be living in cycles. I don't think that's godly. I know it's not. So I remember I wrote this note and I said, "Um, it seems as if we as believers have come to accept this lie that our spiritual walks must go through cycles of high highs and extremely low lows. Mm. While life is indeed filled with ups and downs, it seems as though we expect to stumble over Mm. the same problems forever. Mm -hmm. As if we have forgotten the the identity we have been promised is that of an overcomer. Yeah, we anticipate falling back into the heaviness, being lured by the same temptations and tripping up over the same hurts. What if we changed our mindset? So this goes back to what we've just been talking about—the mind. It's so powerful. Like, yeah. honestly, wow, that's so true. Oh my gosh, wow! If you see yourself as more than an overcomer or a How as is, a conqueror, can you be you more than a conqueror? <laughs> you're not conquering. It's not even I am a conqueror. You're a conqueror. So did God lie? <laughs> You know the people's hands? Huh? Yeah, that's so true. It's so true. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so true. Right. We anticipate falling. <laughs> what mindset do the people of God have then? 
We're literally walking I around like, it's like I just literally saw a graph in my head. Mm-hmm. And the reality is our graph is supposed to be on a gradual up and maybe like it's not supposed to and like meanwhile like yeah, little like, tiny little tiny depression. Yeah, like yeah. stocks like going mm-hmm. but stocks going up. Mm-hmm. Um but like I think people honestly like I always just describe it. Sign You're going now because you're going to the same highs and the yeah. same lows. Yeah, it's a threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, you put the cap. And on if God, you were actually, supposed to average that, it would just be a straight line. You're dead. Yeah. You're literally dead. Wow. Hopefully, those listening know about math graphs and you get an analogy here. Oh, wow, man. that's deep. If you're literally just hitting high highs and low lows. <laughs> <laughs> that averages out to nothingness. Yeah. yeah, but basically that's just a straight line. Which, um, if you think about and you're the not heart and um, wow. monitoring the heart electrically, a straight line means death. Oh lord. Okay, but I'm not doing the notes. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. So I said yes. We have forgotten the identity we have been promised is that of an overcomer. We anticipate falling back into the heaviness, being lured by the same temptations, and tripping up over the same hurts. What if we change our mindset? If God removed the Egyptians from the Israelites forever, forever, mm-hmm. like forever is not like forever is definite. Yeah, not we never ever saw the Egyptians interact with the Israelites so ever true. again in the Bible. Why true. can't He do the same with our enemies? Mm-hmm. So Has true. God lost His power? <laughs> Certainly not. We are so instru- we are instructed to boldly approach him. So why not make the bold request? Request ask God to do the same with the spiritual giants in your life that He did with the Egyptians. God is willing and more than able to set us free from the Pharaoh spirits that seem to control our lives. So we true. just need to ask for desire and desire freedom. James did say, after all, you have not because you yes. ask not. But honestly, and. There's two things there. Mm-hmm. One, I honestly feel like a lot of times when people ask, and I've been here, mm-hmm. and God, I want to tell you I was shook when I realized it, but a lot of people, they only partially want freedom. Mm-hmm. And true. when you get that, mm-hmm. like when it shakes the very core of your being, mm-hmm. when your pain and your hurt and your sickness mm-hmm. becomes your crutch, mm-hmm. every time that you've been, uh, a lot of times when you're, when you're then asking for for healing and freedom, mm-hmm. you're not you're actually not wanting it with you. And you have to want, for that to happen, yeah, you, you have, have to want healing and freedom so bad and completely yeah, for you so to true. get that liberation. Yeah. When God showed me, was like, you don't do it. Because <laughs> I still, when I, when I, I really, it was like, it's find security feeling. in your insecurities. Yeah. When it was like, whoa, trouble. but who am I? Uh-huh. Who yeah. am I I've without been there. this? I've been there. And 100%. then when, but that's Definitely. a good place to be in though, because you can, you should from yeah, then on some sort of yeah. introspection. And yeah. And you can move out of that. Be like, yeah. you know what, God, I need you to heal me. Mm-hmm. Like I need you to take this away from mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be a hindrance. I don't want it to be a crutch. Yeah. Like I, that's why you need to find yourself in Christ. You yeah. need to find, you need the word because it's like, I was holding on to my issues because that was what was defining me when God yeah. was like, you need to be defined by me that's and so what true. I say you are. That's so, true. so one, people don't really want the healing, mm-hmm. but what did you say? Um, to what was the, the what was the thing you said? Hold on, sorry. As you're talking, mm-hmm. your point also reminded me of another note to have in my phone. <laughs> so I was taking two of Abbas. Like we're literally just going deeper um, and deeper. What what did I say? I said we need to ask for and desire freedom because James said we have not because we ask not. Mm-hmm. So your point is very valid, um, and that's why I always tell people like you can ask for anything you want, even if you recognize that you. 
you you realize you are thinking you're nothing without your your struggle. You're nothing without mm-hmm. blank. That's the way you can be like, okay, God, I'm finding a crutch in this. So give me the desire and the freedom, yeah. the desire for freedom, rather. An important thing to note is that the Egyptians weren't permanently freed from the Egyptians until they left Egypt. So before God can free us forever, we must first let go of and leave behind the things of the past. If you're still holding mm-hmm. on to the things of Egypt, God cannot free you forever as he wishes. So, so you have to say goodbye to old friends, leave behind old mindsets, rid yourself of the physical reminders of mm-hmm. Egypt, and begin to walk in the direction of your promised land. Mm-hmm. Right? They couldn't leave Egypt if they were turned around facing Egypt. You have to turn around and walk away from Egypt. You yeah. can't be free from Egypt in Egypt or holding on to Egypt. And that reminds that's that so was my true. second point. Sorry, then the other thing is like another reason why people aren't living in the healing, and you're not like living in the healing that I was mm-hmm. talking about, where literally you never have to deal with mm-hmm. Egypt again. Mm-hmm. Is it takes it honestly takes mental dedication. Does and changing yeah. your mindset is a process of like changing things in your life. Yeah. Like Ariel saying, they had to get out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that look like for you? If you are struggling with depression mm-hmm. and the depression is linked to you comparing yourself to other people, mm-hmm. but you spend five hours on Instagram mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. and you're like, I want God to heal me. I don't know why I'm so depressed. But yeah. you spend five hours on Instagram every yeah. day comparing yourself to other people. And you continue to do that. Well, you're still in Egypt. Yeah. And you are not going to find the healing that you so desire. So, so you actually have to change things. Get out of the place that you were before. Mm-hmm. Like, And if you're anxious for things, like you're continuously anxious, and you know what the root cause for the anxiety is, but you aren't taking making efforts to step out of that, yeah. then how, in God's name, are you going to see healing? Let's just yeah. talk about relationships for a hot second. Because I feel like... So much of the like brokenness I see, especially in oh, the church, yeah. is linked Stems to relationships. And then you have these people who are broken from one relationship and hop into another relationship, continue to be broken. You need to let go, like let go of the guy, the girl, even the friendship, and walk in your healing, like. I don't know, I'm just thinking about... And don't forsake... Honestly, this ties into... Mm-hmm. People always look down on loneliness and look down on periods where there are not really anyone in your life. Mm-hmm. Those are massive time opportunities for healing, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. When I tell you... what well, Ariel's saying you need to step away. Mm-hmm. You need to embrace your period of aloneness yeah. and embrace it with so God. True. Not Don't just be alone yeah. and be, be say, pity yeah. me, woe me. No, no. You need to turn to God and embrace that time of fullness and he will use it. 100% been there, done that. Mm-hmm. He will use it as an opportunity to heal you. Yes, so 100%. Like Jay said, don't be, don't like envy being alone. And there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. It's not God's desire for you to, to feel, feel lonely. Yeah. You should never feel lonely if you have God, <laughs> right? Even in your aloneness, yeah, when God true. is living on the inside of you and he's talking to you, when you can commune with him, when you find intimate moments with him, there's no need to be alone. It's true. So like, I really feel like if you are the type of person that's been hopping from relationship to relationship, one, there's no way that you don't have some damage. There are some hurt, some area for healing. Two, you need to stop. Stop. Find help. Get help. <laughs> I'm not going to get all the time just saying it at uh, But actually, though, stop and let God heal you. Like, I don't believe you can go from relationship to relationship to relationship without pausing and be, truly be the complete version of God, what God wants you to be. Jay was talking about um, 
desiring healing and finding our identity and freedom. And like, yes, what I said about the Egyptian, that was true. Um, but we desperately want God to heal us, but we don't want to do anything. So I she was talking and I just remembered the story of Naaman. So this is from Second Kings 5, verse 9 to 11. Also Amplified Classic Version. This is also a note from 2019 that I have not read yet. So we're reading it all together for the first time since I wrote it. Okay. Uh, verse 5 of second, I mean, verse 9 of Second Kings 5. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stopped at Elisha's door. Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and shall be clean. Context here is Naaman suffered from leprosy, which is an illness that we don't see anymore in our current world, but it causes you to have boils all over your body. So not only is it visually unappealing, it's also very painful to the person who experiences mm-hmm. leprosy. Um, in the Bible days, if you had leprosy, you were cast out from the city because it was highly contagious. Anyways, the story about Naaman is God coming to Naaman to provide him and give him the healing from this illness that he needs. So... Um, Elisha was a man of God that God spoke to as a prophet, and God was telling Elisha to tell um, Naaman, go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. What does verse 10 say? But Naaman was angry and went away and said, behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord his God mm-hmm. and wave his hand all over the place, mm-hmm. and I would be healed. Oh yeah. So that also goes back to what we're saying about we're comparing our healing process to someone else is it comparing how god has healed and honestly i feel like there's been many times and maybe you're the person listening where you've asked god to heal you of something and god would say get rid of this or do this and it seems slightly unrelated and you're like what the heck like i asked you to heal me Mm -hmm. of this where you coming to tell me of something else well Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe if you just obey the word of the lord Mm -hmm. because then what happens ari so um essentially after that Naaman walks away, he's angry, doesn't receive the healing. And then he finally listens to the word of the Lord. He dips in the water seven times and he's healed. Also, just side plug here, Naaman was so full of pride. I just want to say if your pride is holding you back from healing, mm. you need to get to Yo, that is so crazy. Pride I was is literally not thinking about it. I was thinking about like we need to talk about pride. Just mention it briefly. Mm-hmm. Just calling out different things because Yes, we're giving you the tips and the tricks about actually living in continual healing, but I also want to actually say out things that I think a lot of times people may not recognize that they need healing from. Mm-hmm. And pride Definitely. is a huge one. And let me tell you, pride comes Manifest. in many mm-hmm. shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to have the stereotypical, oh, like, I think I'm all that, mm-hmm. like, I'm the baddest. No. You could be the person who thinks the worst of themselves. But you still are full of it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you're full of yourself. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're thinking bad of yourself yeah. versus good of yourself, mm-hmm. that's Preach. still a pride issue. Yeah. And Preach. that's still a self-esteem issue. Yeah, exactly. Both exactly. are self-esteem issues. And oftentimes, the people who are prideful, it's a mask for the low self-esteem. Overcompensating. I'm, yeah, overcompensating. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about just one scenario. We were just talking recently. I forget who I was talking to. It was someone in our family I was talking to. And I was like, wow. Honestly... So-and-so is allowing pride to rid the, um, rob them of the healing God wants to give them. Like, mm-hmm. this individual knows they need healing. They know that they're, like, they know they're broken without God. They know mm-hmm. they've tried everything, mm-hmm. but their pride is like, eh, eh boy, like, no, eh, girl, you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't find the healing. Um, God is literally, like, the same story with Naaman and Elisha. Mm-hmm. God is saying, go just wash in the river seven times. Why didn't Naaman want to do it? Because people were at that river. People would see him. It would be an open spectacle. What is this rich yeah. man doing in the water, mm-hmm. this dirty water to find healing? Mm-hmm. Another point 
point here is that sometimes what God wants to do to bring you healing won't make sense. Jay said it. Mm-hmm. How would going into dirty <laughs> water heal right. you and cleanse you of leprosy? Mm-hmm. It blows. It, it doesn't and make God sense. God did it multiple times yeah. when He healed the blind man. Mud. He you like it, did, it makes no physical sense that that was the healing thing. But God many times mm-hmm. did things in ways that didn't make sense mm-hmm. to bring about His For purpose. His yes. And too often we find ourselves behaving the same way Naaman did in these verses. We desperately want God to heal, rescue, or deliver us. But the minute God asks anything of us, we put up a fit and get angry with him and we walk away. Mm-hmm. We turn our back on the freedom that was literally ours. Like we so just have to true. reach out and grab it and do what God was saying. This principle of taking action to receive what we need from God is evident throughout the entire Bible. Could it be that we aren't where we need to be because, like Naaman, we walked away when God provided us with the instruction that would unlock our healing? Mm -hmm. And that's something that, if you're listening, you have to reflect on. Mm -hmm. Like, think back on maybe this past week, this past year, this past month, this past month. Are there things that you're struggling with where God was wanting to heal you? He gave you instruction. He might have used someone to speak into your life. And you said, no, God, I don't want to do it. Sorry, too much work. Or I'm angry. Or, like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's I, honestly, I feel like we there's many times that we've all missed opportunities 100%. that God wanted to use to heal us just because we didn't we were too proud. Mm-hmm. We didn't think it honestly, all this is just pride. Yeah. No matter how the form it takes, whether <laughs> you think someone's going to be watching you, whether you think like, oh, like, no, I'm already too far gone. That's pride. That is pride. Because it was never how about can you, you be too far gone from God? <laughs> like, as, like I said before, <laughs> as if you and your low and worthless state could rob God, God of his power to redeem. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. You are full of yourself. You are yeah. full of it. You're full yeah. of boom. Like, <laughs> relax. <laughs> Anyways, that was a huge seg- like segue or but it all connects segue yeah. segue um but back to what i want to say i think i wanted to just end with what are indicators of healing well so yes we talked about how to heal well but what would that look like going That's forward true. how can we you know take inventory and kind of like what's the measuring stick we should look at or does that make sense what's the measuring what are, how, what how can we, we know, know that we are yeah. on the path Amen. of healing <laughs> Um, I, yeah, continue. do you have any? Oh, no, okay. I was gonna um, just say John eight thirty six says, "If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed." Mm-hmm. So Jesus makes us truly free. We know that. So if we are free indeed, we should also be free in deeds. So like I said before, Ooh. God made you free, act free. So you're free <laughs> indeed. Right. I know it's a play on words and it's silly, but it's true. God has made you free indeed, so now be free in your deeds. If it's you're true. free, act free. It should be evident that is your life. So and true. even if you like there's something so powerful about like stepping out in faith, even if you don't feel it. So yes, yes. like being free indeed, like let's say for example you, I can't think of something. Anyways, God has freed you from something. You might be still feeling like you're still struggling with it. But if you continue to walk and posture yourself as someone who is free, mm-hmm. moving Definitely. like someone who is free, mm-hmm. that is in and, of, in and of itself is faith. God honors that. And you're God will complete. Exactly. Yeah. You're walking in healing. Um, another thing, I think a good indicator of healing well, and the whole point of this is that God heals us so that we can be used by him to bring ourselves, bring others to a place where they can receive his healing. Mm-hmm. So nothing that ever happens in our lives as believers is for us, mm-hmm. like, at all. Like, so even the healing that you're receiving, the freedom you're receiving. It's for someone it's else. It's for and someone for else. God's glory. You know, for God's glory, number one, and for someone else. God will, uh, God will heal you so that you can 
you know, come in contact with people who need healing right. and, and show this, them that it's possible. Yeah, this touches on the point to like, don't neglect and don't despise your time of healing. And don't, like, I think I've definitely been in the position where it's like, why did I have to go through this? And I think a lot of people are too, like, why did my mm-hmm. life have to be such a mess? Why is my, mm-hmm. why was my childhood a mess? Why? Mm-hmm. Why this, why that? Like, definitely. pity me, victimize. But the reality is, don't neglect that. Like, all of us are here and telling you this whole, like, discussing this whole series mm-hmm. because we have been through it. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have been able to talk to you about you some of these things. To nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We wouldn't have been able to talk to you about these if we hadn't gone through some of the very things that we've talked about. And God has brought us to this point solely because we can share with you, hey, Mm -hmm. this is how we did it. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, God loves you. And when you get that experience yourself, when when you have your first experience to actually share with someone and bless someone else's life from your pain, Mm -hmm. it's one of the most rewarding things in life. Literally, it continues the healing you already received. One hundred percent. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. One hundred percent. Um, just to back up the whole idea of God heals us, that He can heal others. If you were thinking that's not true, it's in the Bible. Um, it's in the Bible. Um, Second Corinthians one verse four. It doesn't use the word healing, but I'll still read it and then we can discuss it. Um, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. Mm-hmm. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Mm-hmm. So I'm not comfort, but when do you need comfort? When you're going through a low period. And when you're yeah. going through a low period, you need to be healed. So, yeah. you know, it's like God will heal and comfort you and provide you freedom and deliverance. One for his glory, but yes, so that you can be like, hey... You're going through this hard situation that's mm-hmm. horrible, and I don't even understand what's going to happening in your life and why you're going through this. But I do know God did it for me, so He can do, do it, it for you. you. Yeah. And that's like that's basically why we're here, right? Where where God, we're, we should never be selfish as Christians. We shouldn't no. see salvation as just ours to sit on. No, mm-hmm. God has redeemed you for a purpose, and yes. share the goodness of God. With and so that's and the Bible talks about that. Like we overcome the enemy. Yeah. by yeah, our true. testimony mm-hmm. and by the blood of the lamb so, so it's a two true. those are the two things that they mentioned but why like i think people just also forget how powerful that is mm-hmm. how, why do you overcome it's because you're bringing shame to the devil when you share your testimony it's mm-hmm. like oh the devil thought like he's not <laughs> as powerful as he thought and that's really mm-hmm. how you overcome because someone who's listening to it is like oh he doesn't have power over mm-hmm. my life so mm-hmm. it's not just empty words you're overcoming the devil because it's a principle but when you start to think about it, it's like it's powerful true. because mm-hmm. janelle's testimony of overcoming bulimia shames the devil in this yeah. area of my life where i think that i it's ever will it's have a to physical yeah. example and yeah. manifestation of the blood of the lamb mm-hmm. being manifest and like working in yeah. my life mm-hmm. that's what the testimony is the testimony is that example of god's power in someone's mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and that overcomes the enemy the enemy can't they can't come against your testimony no. you, you cannot you be can't. in fear like you can't be afraid of someone unless listen wait no hold on Anyways, this is for me. I was gonna say like <laughs> if I didn't, if I wasn't afraid of the devil, then he has no power over me. Essentially, so I won't allow him to walk over me if I'm like, okay, he can't do anything. Anyways, mm-hmm. that's basically what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's all. I, that's all. She came and she conquered, y'all. Yeah. This was an amazing episode. I wish we could have talked more, but probably we'll just do a little snippet on Instagram just mm-hmm. to add a little bit more tidbits here and there. Mm-hmm. But. We really pray and hope, and no, we know, because we have faith, (laughs) so we know that there is someone listening to this who is going to be moved and touched 
and their lives will be changed because they heard something today that motivated them to continue in healing. And that's on Mary had a little lamb and his name is Jesus. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So we are excited to hear if you have any testimony at all. It doesn't even have to be related to, you know, what we said or anything. Mm -hmm. But if you have a testimony, since we ended on the testimony note, Mm -hmm. share that. Maybe you don't have to share it with us. We'd love to hear it too. You can message us Mm -hmm. on Instagram or however you want to reach us. But share it with someone else. Mm -hmm. Share your testimony. Share the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And encourage each other to continue Mm -hmm. in doing what God wants us to do and continue in your healing, whatever they may, that may look like. And every single one of us has something that we need to continue walking in healing right. for. Amen. So do not think you're exempt. <laughs> and that's on period. Period. Thanks for listening to Bloom and Grow. Bye. Bloom and Grow. Bloom and Grow. Bloom and Grow. We'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.